Okay. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. What are you doing here? Is this a Jimmy Buffett song or the uh, opening of a uh, Atari video game? <laughs> <laughs> the, the start screen. Any movie in the 80s. Yeah. Take the elevator from the penthouse suite and take it down to the casino. Bow, 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 bow. This is an action movie where like the guy's just ate Mexican food, so he's sleepy, but he's still fighting people. One more bet. Okay, welcome to the Parrothead Podcast. I am Ryan Middledorf. I'm Patrick McDonald, and this is the episode where we talk about somewhere over China. (laughs) (laughs) Just straight up. Usually, no frills. Usually, uh, you know, this is all things Buffett, including somewhere over China. Is what I would like to say. Um, I, um, I, I don't want to. I don't want to dick around too much up top. <laughs> I, I want to start off by talking about it's midnight and I'm not famous yet. The you song just that we. Right into the song. I just want to get right into this. We can we can banter a little bit, uh, a little bit later. <laughs> um, I like uh, this song, but not for Jimmy. <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is It's Midnight. It's called It's Midnight and I'm Not Famous Yet, right? So yeah. he's going out on the town. To me, I think this song sounds like what he thinks bikers listens, listen to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, this is what bikers like, right? Yeah. Like, everyone it's likes like, a hard-edged... Like, he imagines, like, somebody, like, in their Harley driving down the road <laughs> listening to this. Yeah. yeah. This is his easy rider. That's right. <laughs> This is it's born it's to be wild. Like, yeah. Hoochie shoes. I don't know what that means. It's <laughs> a we spoke in the last episode. First off, if this is your first episode of the Parrothead Podcast, stop and go somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pick any other listen episode. Listen to Volcano. Listen to Son of a Son of a Sailor. Listen to whatever. You know we talk about Buffett, but we talk about everything regarding Buffett. Yeah. We are criticizing him in ways nobody has ever <laughs> criticized him before. That's right. And this album is baffling to the both of us, I say. This one is very baffling. I Yeah. I'll say, too, like, we're just looking to figure out... What's going on? <laughs> yeah. We're getting into early 80s here. This is, was recorded in 1982, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was... or It, it was, was released, released in January of 1982. 1982. So it was recorded in 81. Uh, seemingly, Buffett has not stopped writing music. He has not kept... Like, he has not stopped uh, with the work ethic he had in the 70s, right? Yeah. We're already in 1982, and he's released his second album. Yes, and, like, he is pretty popular at this point he's got to be touring left and right which means there's not uh you know as much time as there was before to finesse some of the songwriting absolutely and this is somewhere we're trying to reach number 31 on the billboard 200 album chart Mm -hmm. and the song it's midnight and i'm not famous yet hit 32 on the billboard rock tracks chart that is a new one right yeah but we isn't we have not seen him on the billboard rock tracks chart Uh, yeah that's new uh, it's very new. I want to see what else was going on uh, on the Billboard Rock Track chart uh, in 
1982. Let me take a look. Um, what's going on right now? Well, the, so the Hot 100, number one, uh, January, physical Olivia Newton-John. Mm-hmm. I can't go for that. No can do, John uh, Hollow Notes. Uh, Centerfold by the Jay Giles Band. A oh, Centerfold. Angel is a Centerfold. <laughs> da, na, 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 na. Yeah, yeah. I was love that rock Smurfs? and roll. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was Smurfs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett and the Black Hearts. That was 80s. Chariots of Fire theme was number one. Bum, 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 oh, bum, yeah. Bum, bum, bum. So we're, we're in a dark time. <laughs> <laughs> music music is, was very different. Music's hitting a teenage phase. I think the 80s feels like teenage like uh, development of modern music. Sure, like a little rebellious. A little rebellious, yeah. a little funky, a little strange, but not heavy on substance. No, it's no. It's like the the vibe is like a little edgier than the words are. So In- Instruments changed a lot, too, in the 80s. Instruments were changing, yeah. A lot Synthesizers of, well, yeah. were huge. We were, These we electronic were, yeah. sounds. Electronic sounds were a mainstream thing were happening. Yes. You know? Uh, so so that explains a little bit of what's going on around the vibe. Jimmy, uh, we spoke last week how he never really feels like he's tied down to a time period, but these 80s songs feel very 80s. This album feels very 80s. He's off the island, he's into the city. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And that's what we're talking about here. Uh, Jimmy in the city. G- <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would now, sub Jimmy in the city. Now, Jimmy in the city. Jimmy's note for this album on our favorite resource, buffetworld.com. Uh, we love you, BW. We love you, BW. <laughs> uh, this album is dedicated to Bill Williams, my old boss, who told me a long time ago that he knew that I could. Love, JB. Wow, Bill Williams. Bill Williams. Bill Williams, who's that? I don't know who that is. Let me look up Bill Williams and see if I can get anything. Bill Williams, (laughs) Jimmy Buffett. We'll see what happens. That name is also Bill Bill. Bill Bill. (laughs) (laughs) His name is Bill Bill. Is this just Jimmy pulling pulling our legs? Uh, No, hold on a minute. Okay, here's a quote from him. I had a college degree, which is something you didn't go to Nashville with in those days. This is Nashville days. Thank God a dear friend of mine named Bill Williams hired me at Billboard magazine to be a writer. Wow. During that time, my mother worked. My mother always worked. She worked at a shipyard in Alabama, and she sent me a package a day. And she said, I think you'll get a kick out of this. Hank Williams had worked at that shipyard in 1942 as a welder. I think that story is irrelevant to what we're talking about. But Bill Williams worked at Billboard Mm -hmm. in the 80s, which is another interesting thing to me. Did Jimmy work for Billboard in the 80s? Does he have articles that he wrote? Jimmy Buffett articles, billboard.com. I'm looking this up right now. What? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking this up right now. Hold on. Okay. Okay, these are articles about Jimmy Buffett. I don't, I'm trying to dive in and see if there's any of his articles online, because if there are, oh my God, I would love to read them. Yeah, I would love to find that. If you know anything about Jimmy Buffett's Billboard magazine work. <laughs> I mean, th- this goes back to 2001, so I don't know if we're going to find okay. anything. Oh, his, the, the archives go back to yeah, 2001? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this would have to be his old boss. So this oh, might this be... Oh, this is a long time ago. In Nashville, this was like 70... This might have been 70 to 74. Yeah. Because he moves down to... Um, Key West. Key West in like 75, 76. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is in the early 70s. He was a writer at Billboard. If you know anything... Let, Let us know. Us no. Find us on Twitter or Facebook. We will talk to you. Yes, we're very vocal people. We're very vocal. <laughs> <laughs> um, very interesting, Patrick. I uh, I'm just gonna come right out and say just it. Just be honest with me here, Ryan. I don't like this album. 
Wow. Harsh. <laughs> harsh. harsh. I mean, we talk about Jimmy Buffett. We yes. talk about the good things and the not so good things. Yeah. This is what I would call a not so good thing. For someone who makes so much art, mm-hmm. Jimmy Buffett is going to have a couple things that are not as strong as other things. Yes. And I, I, you know, I'll say that there are albums where Jimmy has experimented. The earliest indication of that being High Cumberland Jubilee in yes. the very early 1970s. God Don't Own a Car. God Don't I mean, Own a Car. On, my number one. <laughs> Your number one. Um, but, like, he's tried stuff. He's yes. clearly trying something different. And I can commend him for that. Absolutely. And I think an important part of creative development is going through dark periods where you're trying something and it doesn't exactly click because you're working a new muscle. And maybe that new muscle will complement a previous muscle that you've already strengthened, or maybe yep. that new muscle will lead to another muscle that you want to strengthen even more. The yes. question is if he gets out of this. I think the answer we'll find maybe might be no for a little. <laughs> yeah. I think we find some other hits. I think uh-huh. we find some other stuff in the future. I'm excited to find some hidden gems in the 80s. Yep. Uh, I read an article recently that was uh, basically ranked all uh, 307 Jimmy Buffett songs. Uh, it was Alabama.com. Okay. It said, we ranked 307 Jimmy Buffett songs. What's your favorite? They took out some duets. They took out some other ones. Sure. Uh, and they also started with, uh, for average quality of songs, I'd rank his decades. Number one, 1970s. Number two, 2000s. Number three, 1990s. Number four, 1980s. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So of all the songs. And that's a big, long list, uh, which we can talk about here and there. I, do you want to know the, the top? You want to know the worst ones and the, and the best ones? Yeah, yeah. Give me, the, uh, give me the lowest two and the highest two. Okay. So uh, I think this is important to say, though. Uh, so the highest two, actually, highest, I'll do highest three. Highest three, number three, Son of a Son of a Sailor. Mm-hmm. Close for us. We were both number two, Son of a Son of a Sailor for the yep. 70s episode. Uh, number two is Tin Cup Chalice by Buffett. Ooh, okay, on my list as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then number one was He Went to Paris. Okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's what this Alabama magazine decided. Okay. To say. Uh, the final three, uh, the worst three, uh, let me find it, three, 307 to 305. Uh, 305, third worst, Richard Frost by Buffett. I don't know that song. Nope. 306, The Hangout Gang. By Buffett and Buzz Carson, which was on I High Cumberland Jubilee. Jubilee. Yeah. And then the worst one, they said it was Crayola by Buffett, Ralph McDonald. And oh, I know, Crayola. <laughs> you know I know Crayola. I know Crayola. <laughs> we'll get to that one. <laughs> Is that an 80s song? I think it's on Floridays. Floridays. I think so. <laughs> I'm going to look up Crayola. We don't have to talk about it, but I want to see where it's from. Crayola is from Floridays. Yeah, mm-hmm. 1986. Yeah, okay. So, so coming up. Alabama.com says that's the worst one. But uh, nothing. There's nothing in the in the bottom uh, ten that are even um, on. Oh, you know what? Two ninety nine. It's midnight, and I'm not famous yet. <laughs> Which is also a, uh, a Steve Goodman pair. Yes, that's right. This, this is, is his first uh, album that features Steve Goodman songs since uh, 1977. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I. I'm going to also be honest again. Okay, let's be honest. I did not get through this entire album while listening to it. You didn't. No, did you? Did you yes. listen to the full thing? Okay. I did listen, and I have a lot to say about it. Okay, I love it. Is there okay. anything that you want to start on? Anything you want to dive into? Uh, yeah, I would say there's actually one that I kind of enjoyed on this album, and it was a surprise to me. Okay. And it's uh, Steamer. Steamer, I'd okay. I'd like to listen to Steamer because 
this one is a straight up country song. Like yeah. any golf and western uh, that like Buffett previously had is like not happening in it's, this. It's not he here. takes a complete like return to what he used to do. Okay, Let's listen to it. All right, and I'm I'm going to this in with with fresh ears. I got fresh two. Ears. I think lip service, or if I could just get it on paper. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a dark. So uh, yeah, yeah. Let's listen to Steamer. Let's give it a listen. Very Jonathan Edwards again. Yeah. I remember that steamer. The time you said sail. The crowd was steaming, streaming, and leaning on the rail. Then the big whistle blew. And I lost my place Next thing I knew I could not find your face I can see myself dreaming It's a very contemplative song. It is. It's contemplative. Yeah. I like that, though. It's pretty nice. Wait, I think it... Oh, does it pick up? Maybe. <laughs> I think there's because there's a part of it that I was like, oh, this is something I really enjoy. I think this is it. It's coming. There's an instrumental coming up. Your eyes and mine. Never mind. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I think that's. It's pretty. It's nice. And it's like a nice little background. It's 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 pretty. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's oh pretty. yeah, that in the background, the girl singing. Yeah. I'll, there's a note. Jimmy's note is there's something terribly romantic about the old passenger ships that used to comb the oceans of the world before concrete runways and jet planes made them obsolete. Mm. I spent a night once on the Queen Mary in Long Beach trying to imagine what that era must have been like. Even with her decks full of people from bus tours, even parked next to the Spruce Goose in a jungle of oil terminals, I would I could still feel the ship talk to me. When I heard this song, it reminded me of the good old days. So maybe he didn't write this. John Scott Sherrill wrote this. John Scott Sherrill. John Scott Sherrill. I love how descriptive he is in yeah. everything. He names people, he names places, he names things, he remembers everything. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's. I love it. I, I like the details of it. And uh, John Scott Sherrill is an American songwriter. This is from Wikipedia. Works primarily in country music. He's written for John Anderson, Brooks and Dunn, uh, Jimmy Buffett, obviously, uh, Johnny Lee, George Strait, uh, Patty Loveless, Josh Turner, Waylon Jennings. So he's still working today. Um, let me see if there's some other ones uh, that I can tell you that he's done. Um, he's done. What, did, what has he done for Brooks and Dunn? How Long Gone? Not sure about that song. Would You Go With Me by Josh Turner is a okay. great country song. Really? I've never heard it. Would you go with me? Oh, that. I've been walking fields of clover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's actually one of my favorite country songs. <laughs> and so this guy is a good songwriter. He's been writing for a bunch of time. A so bunch he's, of he's time. He's been around. He's been around. And uh, 
Yeah, uh, yeah, he's got a lot of really good stuff. If you look up John Scott Sherrill, you'll find some good stuff. All right. He's a good guy, and, and Jamie's been working with him since the very early 80s. Wow. He has, wow. Jimmy has these relationships with people that last a very long time. Absolutely. Mac McAnally started with Coconut Telegraph. He's still with him today. Absolutely. Steve Goodman, another guy that's yeah. been around. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great. He's got a, he's got a great, uh, a great, uh, rapport with these people yeah he really does um let's talk about the other single from this album okay where's the party okay this one is <laughs> hilarious to me and that's what i also i'll also tell you the reason i love country so much and the reason i love certain jimmy buffett songs is because i can't ever hate things because to me if they're not as good they're just funny exactly and so i'd love to listen to this and this album is funny because listening to it like we love jimmy buffett yeah. we love jimmy buffett and hearing something that's so out of character yeah. for him is really just fun to listen it's to. incredible oh i can't wait to listen so to this let's again. listen to where's the party okay <laughs> Every night the stars come out to light another town Just because I'm lonely doesn't mean that gets me down I cruise the local driving, watching lovers holding hands Like movie stills of Devils and Japanese sedans. Where's the party? Where's the party? Everybody I know say they expect me to go to the party. Sometimes I wish the rain like very different. Oh my god. You know what this reminds me of? Hmm. This might this like gives me the idea for like a, a crime procedural about Jimmy Buffett trying to find parties in <laughs> Key West. <laughs> it's like coming up this week, like Law and Order. Parties. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the Law and Order really like a true does. crime theme from the eighties. It's crazy. Oh, and this trying to do <laughs> Or maybe and it came out as a single on it, but like uh, <laughs> that was a conscious decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really, really funny. This week, Jimmy investigates a party. Law and order. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. I love it. You know, there's a there's a cut from this song or this album. What's that? It was not released on this. It was released eight later. Let me find the name of the song. I believe it's called Elvis Imitators. Elvis imitators. Yeah, yeah. Give that a look up and we can give it a listen because it is uh, wild. Uh, it was re- released, it was written by Goodman, and Buffett is doing an Elvis Presley imitation with the Jordan Ayers on the background vocals. The Jordan Ayers uh, are an American vocal quartet that formed as a gospel group in 1948. Okay. Uh, and it's released on his uh, box set, Boats, Beaches, Bars, and Ballads. Yep. Okay. Um, found it. Elvis oh, imitators. Man. Here let's, we go. Let's give it a listen. <laughs> they buried this. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be on this album. And I want to know what it is. Oh, this one's a live version. Good. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think it's Thank you. 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 Well. Walk up to the market and shake my hip. I take a deep breath and put a snow on my lip. <laughs> oh, See man. you on the streets, you wouldn't know my name. But imitating Elvis is my claim to fame. 
So when you put my imitation name in life Hear me imitation do the rockin' tonight Cause I'm an Elvis imitator and I just can't stop your face is a gas. <laughs> Mouth is open, you are shocked. I am so bummed that this is not in the album. I know. You love this? I love this. Really? I think this is so fun. It's so much fun. Do it's you, crazy. I found the Steve Goodman version. You found the Steve Goodman? Let's yeah, hear it. Let's hear it. Here's a song I made up with a guy named Mike Smith who lives in Chicago. Uh, we wrote this song for Elvis imitators. We figured they ought to have a song. Maybe they should have a union. I like Steve Goodman. I do too. What a good That's guy. a tough gig being an Elvis imitator. And uh, Jimmy Buffett actually recorded this thing. Under, he wouldn't use his own name, though. He used Freddy and the Fish Sticks. Oh, yeah. That's what he called his band. So here's the song for the uh, uh, Elvis imitators, wherever they are tonight. Well, I walk up to the mic and then I shake my hip. Take a deep breath and put a sneer on my lip. See me on the street, you wouldn't know my name. But imitating Elvis is my claim to fame. So when they put my imitation name in lights, well, I'll be imitation good to rock in the night. Cause I'm an Elvis imitator that just can't stop. It's cool. Imitating Elvis Very cool. Yeah. Imitate the way he walked, the way he smiled. Throw away my scarf and make the crowd go wild. Well, imitation Elvis may not be the king, but baby, it's the next best thing. Sang in Viva Las Vegas in the GI Blues. Won't you love me tender in my blue suede shoes? Well, let me be your teddy bear, cause you're too much. Baby, please surrender, cause I need your touch. Well, if you're feeling lonely, need a place to dwell, come on down to Imitation Heartbreak Hotel. Cause I'm an Elvis imitator, but just can't stop. It's very fun. Yeah. It's very fun. It's very fun. I like that a lot. I, I, man, I wish that that song was in this album. Well, when we get to Bars, Beaches, Beers, and Ballads, whatever that box set is, <laughs> we can regale the times of how wonderful this song is. But it's good. Yeah, I think it's a fun one. It's, it's really actually fun. like a little surprising, and it's it's funny, and it's an interesting take on like point of view in songwriting. It really you is. Yeah. Think of somebody writing a song about an Elvis imitator, imitator right? right? They have original thoughts, but they're pretending to be Elvis. What an interesting thing to think Very about. Very interesting thing. Fascinating to me. Um, is there anything else on this album that you'd like to discuss? Uh, I, I found uh, I, I found a note on I Heard I Was In Town. Okay. Um, he says this album uh, was for the people of Key West, past, present, and future. Really? Yeah, he writes, I'm amused by the rumors that crop up out of nowhere about me and what I've done. I've been inspired at parties by drug agents when I was actually 2,000 miles away. I have bought ocean liners. I have been seen on stage in countries where I've been set foot and have played on golf courses that I have never seen. Word just seems to get around. So he's beginning to be a personality and he's writing about it. Yeah. So I heard I was in town. I heard I was in this place. I was never there. I like this one, actually. This yeah, one's let's listen actually to it. a little enjoyable, yeah. Came to see friends, walk old streets again. 
Grab a bite and a beer by the sea It caught my attention The old town has grown That's why I came along I've been treated well I raised all kinds of hell When a full tank is only a fin Ain't it quite funny How things turn around I heard I was in town It's nice. It's, it's enjoyable. There's about 12 songs that sound just like it. <laughs> but if you're looking yeah. for, for one and it's it's and this album is open, uh, you might as well talk about it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's very smooth. It's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. I, I dig it. Yeah, yeah. There is one that I like to talk about. I like to you know mark uh, uh, things that we'll see in future trends for Jimmy. Mm. And I think there's a good trend that we can uh, kind of highlight. Uh, in the song Lip Service. Lip Service. Let's give it a listen and I'll talk what I think uh, is important in this song to remember. Very 80s, listen to it. There it is. Little Randy Newman, too, is what I'm going to bring up. There's some Randy Newman business going on in this album. It doesn't leave. (laughs) doesn't leave the 80s. This is uh Why not, huh? Sure. Let's have our fun. We're already track six. Talk to talk to talk till you just turn blue. But you never really tell me what you're gonna do. Seem to keep it all locked up inside. I can't help but start to thinking you got something to hide. Why the pain? What's your game? You're driving a spoil insane. Ooh. Nobody can do like you do. <laughs> Enjoy this one. Your bitch okay, here we go. finally got to me. So I thought I'd take you, baby, on a shopping spree. Your modest face is watching an antique hat. Hell, now it's digital this and digital that. What a pain. All right, digital this and digital that. That's what I want to highlight, okay? So remember that. Still driving your man All right, so it goes on like that. Yeah. But digital this and digital that. Maybe his first gripes about technology that we can mark. That's a very good point. From here to everybody's on their phone, we're about to see Jimmy not be able to keep up with the times. (laughs) (laughs) I want to just look at Jimmy. I want to go back in time to 1992, Jimmy, and be like, hey, you're complaining about how confusing a digital watch is? (laughs) Just you wait. Just you wait. (laughs) This is called an iPhone. It's a big sheet of glass that does everything. (laughs) You're going to lose it. Oh, Jimmy, you are in for a trip. You think Jimmy still uses like a Razor phone? 
like a uh, Nokia phone. Yeah, I, yeah. Th- I think I think he uses a uh, one of those car phones that is connected to the car that has the cord. <laughs> he yeah, he, he does has a boat not phone like too. He has technology, a, yeah, a yeah, boat yeah. phone. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna. He has a boat. It's like a he long cord that's waterproof, so he can actually be snorkeling <laughs> and on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. What's that? <laughs> I said I saw it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. That's a uh, very good point. I think it's important to remember this is 1982, and he's already having trouble keeping him. <laughs> <laughs> How? What was he last week? He was like in his thirties and his like mid thirties. Yeah, right. We, he's we not, said he was born in um forty uh, six. Right, forty six. Uh, yeah, he's not at the very. He's not old enough to start having complaints like this. No, he's born in forty six. This is an eighty two. So he's what thirty five, thirty six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, still. <laughs> why is he? having complaints uh i don't know it's 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 not gonna help him i'll tell you that much no Uh, it's 36 he's 36 years old okay yeah so we're we're gonna see how this goes yeah Uh, (laughs) he's not gonna keep up with it no no because he does get very (laughs) like from this album on there are uh, songs in every single one of his albums that uh he just has some sort of gripe about yeah well he's 36 years old he is his kid was born in uh, what 70, 79 nine? Uh-huh. so uh yeah it's he's he's about uh he got like three-year-olds right right and he maybe has another kid at this point i don't know uh, yeah possibly because i know he has a couple children but uh yeah so he's he's heavy into dad world yeah <laughs> yes and i think this is where it's beginning to be clear that he's writing music not only as a dad, but maybe for dads. Sure. Oh, I can see that. Not an edge on any of these songs. We're not seeing my head hurts, my feet sink, and I don't love Jesus. No. We're not seeing, uh, you know, uh, some of the racier songs we used to know. Right. So, right. so these are the ones that are a little more like we can put this on and anybody can listen to these at any time, and it's respectable to be yeah. a family man. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah, but I get that. That might be part of a transitional period that we're also hearing. Yeah, I mean, th- th- this album to me almost feels uh, like, I-, I don't know, like he's like frustrated a little bit. Yeah, it sounds like he's playing a little bit with the stuff he already knows. And yeah. maybe the thing he's, the variable is uh, new instruments. And I sure. think that's what we're kind of playing around with. And maybe even some of the Coral Reapers were like, hey, I bought this new synth. Let's just. Let's try let's, it out. Let's, let's, yeah. Because like we mentioned Puts a couple episodes ago, like Volcano, the album, uh, you know, written around the time his daughter was born. Some of the songs are very sweet, almost yeah. lullaby-ish. Playful. In this album, it just feels like, ah, oh, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little grumpy. It's a little grumpy. It's a little grumpy. Grumpy. A little grumpy. And then we have a wild card song, On a Slow Boat to China. On a Slow which is Boat to China. another one to bring up. Remember that beautiful background singer that had to play the nagging wife and uh, that <laughs> yes. song on You Had to Be There? Yes. Whichever song, whatever that was called. It was uh, uh, something's... Like some Marvin's m- Lament or something. Yeah, some, something like that. Uh, it was Marvin, wow! Uh, well, she's back. <laughs> <laughs> she came back, and she's on a slow boat to China. She's, oh, yeah. Let's listen to it. Morris's Nightmare. Morris's sorry. Nightmare, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear this. This She's uh, very delicate in the background. Yeah. Uh, I believe this might also be an older cover, too, by the way. Let's listen to it. Yes, that's right. presents our boy singer, Jimmy Buffet. Jimmy Buffet. I'd love to get you on a slow Boat to China All to myself Alone Get you and keep you Get to the point 
cover it's a frank lesser song frank lesser is a very well-known um uh broadway uh songwriter um and he yeah he wrote guys and dolls and how to succeed in business without really trying really uh, a bunch of got a bunch of tonys and he also wrote uh one an academy award-winning song baby it's cold outside really you're but kidding he wrote this song there's i said just sent you a version there's a bing crosby version of this and uh, yeah, but this what's weird about this, and we if you listen to last week's album, we talk about another older song that uh, Jimmy covers, Stars Fell on Alabama, which is also a standard. This is also seemingly a standard, but he decides that he doesn't want to sing it genuinely. He wants to set it on a chintzy cruise line. Yeah, it's like a tipsy crooner. Yeah. Yeah. So it's he's like adding a character, which I think is another interesting part we need to start seeing because Jimmy starts doing these so so maybe this album is like a good foundation good of things we're exactly. seeing later right yeah i can see that yeah, i can yeah. see that definitely being true this is like a, he starts doing some weird character stuff in the future so this is peggy lee and bing crosby yeah, what's your slow boat to china there we go here it is oh <laughs> that's not good <laughs> well, i'm glad he changed that i'd love to get you on a slow boat to China All to myself alone Get you and keep you in my arms evermore Leave all your lovers weeping on a faraway shore I can get behind this. Yeah, it's a smooth song. It is a smooth song. I just think it's interesting that he genuinely likes this song, but he decides to make it a joke. Yeah. Like, he he, he added a a God's own drunk element to it. Yeah, exactly. You know? Uh, Yeah, and Jimmy's note on this on Buffett World is, These darn songs that take me off to China. (laughs) Grumpy. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I am hooked on the place. I guess Marco Polo started the whole damn thing. One day I will get there, and I hope there is still a slow boat to take me there. So maybe he likes the exotic feeling of China. I know, like, in the 40s, you know, they... uh, there was a big vibe of like China was this magical place. Right. And uh, I don't know what it was like in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. It's the, it's just something to think about. He still loves bringing these covers back. He does. We can't yeah. let fly under our radar. He's I know. Back that's these... something that came up last week. It comes up again this week. 
I'm sure we'll see more of it. Yeah, I think it's just clear that he's not trying to be the radio star right. anymore. Like exactly. he's gone through the fame and fortune kind of thing. He's found what he likes that he likes to keep coming back to, and he's like, if you like my older stuff. Uh, if you almost like my deeper tracks, you're gonna like my newer music. The, yeah, this album to me, like now that we're talking about it, feels like a collection of B sides almost. Yeah, it's not gonna be like uh, I listened to Slow, Somewhere Over China and now I love Jimmy Buffett. It's right. Oh, you listen to Somewhere Over China. Oh, you can't start with Somewhere Over China. You right. have to have to have to go back to Son of a Son of a Sailor or A One A or something yeah. like that to find uh, the bridge between Jimmy Buffett's. Uh, mainstream music and Jimmy Buffett's music that he likes to try out. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, because this is, I mean, like we said, very experimental. Absolutely. Very different. Absolutely. Um, Let's listen to Somewhere Over China. It is the titular song. Let's listen to it a little bit. Yeah, let's give it a listen. This one makes my skin crawl a bit. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We'll get through this together. Okay, good. Just a semi-normal person Thought he had the future planned Then he won some silly sweepstakes Now he had a hundred grand Okay, something happened to him and he's mm-hmm. gonna do Never something Never to think of taxes He was gone before they knew with the flair for old romantics To the Orient he flew When they uh, Okay There it is Placed a call to Big Mamu With an honest explanation Just to tell the whole damn truth it's his one chance in a million who denied the simple fact. There are a lot of songs on this album that, like, I mean, like, like to me, in my head, I'm like, okay, get to it. Yeah. Get to the point. Absolutely. I mean, like, I want these songs to be really good. I want there to be, like, a big thing that, like, really hooks me. Absolutely. And yeah. I can't seem to find it. They're kind of afloat. They all kind of, like, they're there. Flow. They yeah. go in and out, but they don't have real choruses <laughs> or hooks or like, you know, miss you so badly style. Stop and listen. And, you, you know, we're changing things and going back to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I would love to come back to this album at some point once we okay. get through the 80s and kind of see where he was and where he went to. Because Coconut Telegraph feels like a, I mean... It doesn't feel as 80s as this does for sure. No, this one feels so 80s. Coconut Telegraph feels like it's more in the 70s Buffett than it does in the 80s Absolutely. Buffett. I mean, uh, like, you know, judging by this right now. So I would like to come back to this and see what the trajectory was from 82 to 89. Yeah, I uh, am looking forward to the future albums. I don't even know what's up after, after this I one. really don't either. Let me see. Let me look up, see what we're looking up next. Because... Uh, yeah, this is like a real, I don't know if, if there are Buffett fans that think the 80s are the best, is the best time period for his music. Uh, I'd love, we'd love to speak to you if you yes. do, <laughs> because we need some advice on what's going on in the 80s. Um, yeah, after this, we have One Particular Harbor. Oh, hmm, okay. Which is... 
That's one of our favorite. I mean, in terms of like songs, singles, in, in, one particular harbor yeah, is one, one of our favorites. One particular harbor, it's got some good stuff. One particular harbor is a great song. I love that one. Uh, we are the people our parents warned us about. Okay, is one of them yeah. that's on there. We know that one. Uh, and a cover of Brown Eyed Girl is also on there, Ooh, which has been one of his his concert staples. Concert staples. Uh, and there's a couple more. So maybe you know, like somewhere over China, paved the way for uh, a couple more good tracks and like you you hear albums like this not just with jimmy but across many different artists where like they'll have an album that's very tonally different yes because like when you're making music i mean like like jimmy he did an entire decade of stuff it was like he 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 found his voice he found his footing right you know so i mean after doing that for 10 years maybe you're like hey i just want to try something a little different i want to change it up yeah. You know, this might not work, but let's just see what happens. Let's go for it. He yeah. has his staple. He has his his hits. He has uh, financial security. Mm-hmm. He's going to take some risks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and wanna, again, I can commend him for that. Yeah, of course. You, uh, you want to see some uh, uh, reviews on iTunes? Oh, I really somewhere do. Over China? Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's me. only six, or there's only 12 reviews total Okay. of uh, Somewhere Over China. Um a lot of them give it four stars. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Flaw Guy, Florida Guy, I'm guessing, says, This record holds fond memories for me. I always thought it was underrated. It kind of got lost uh, in the post-Son of a Sailor volcano era. The title track is a good, fun song of wonderment. Steamer, I Heard I Was in Town, and Slow Boat are also strong tracks. I enjoy this album. Maybe you will, too. Okay. Very interesting. Let me see what the... Uh, the it's only it's six five-star reviews... Four four-star reviews and two three-star reviews. Okay. And there's only, oh, four customer reviews, and all of them gave it four to five stars. So people seem to like it. Uh, Cuzumel is the person's name that wrote this. Uh, C-U-Z-Umel. Like, maybe... Like cousin Mel. Cousin Mel. <laughs> sure. Or Cozumel. Cozumel. While not his finest, it's still very enjoyable. The title track alone makes the album. I bought the record when it first came out and have never been able to go more than a few days without getting it out of my head. I love it. The other songs, as I mentioned, are okay, but Somewhere Over China bumps this up to four stars. Okay. Wow. Oh, and this guy, a movie soundtrack by Bo Hitchcock, five stars. This is Buffett's best. I have a screenplay that uses each song. Well, I want to read Bo. that screenplay. Bo, you wrote a screenplay out of each song. We Are All Somewhere Over China is the poignant conclusion of the title track. It is the theme that easily runs through the album and my story. The album was wonderful in 1987. Well, that's a few years late, but more timely now than ever. Look for it in a theater someday, Somewhere Over China, Bo Hitchcock. That is very interesting to think of this album as a soundtrack. Yeah. I want to see somewhere over China. Bo Hitchcock. He wrote that review in 2008. Really? Let's so recently. Somewhere over China, but no. You know, unfortunately, it looks like somewhere over China by Bo Hitchcock is not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Does he provide but updates? So this is like 11 years anything. ago. Yeah, this was 11 years ago or no, nine, nine years, years ago. ago. And it seems as though. Bo has not written any other reviews. Damn. Well, Bo, good best of luck to you if you're listening. Best of luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hollywood's a hard world. It is. Um, uh, I, I, 
that is interesting thinking of this as sort of like the soundtrack to a movie in your head. Yeah. Because these aren't show stopping songs. No. You know? But they're definitely mood oriented. Yeah. I mean, think about this as like a, uh, like, I, I don't like to, I, I don't want to throw around the word like a rock opera, but if there's like yeah. a follow through, like. Please a, don't throw around the word rock opera. You're right. You do it a lot. I do it a lot. <laughs> I saw you drinking a LaCroix earlier, and you said, you know, this could be a rock opera. And I said, that doesn't make any sense, Ryan. You walked out of the room. I walked out of the room. I you left. <laughs> but, like, I mean, if, if there's some sort of follow-through to this, that'd be interesting. I don't I, I desperately want to find something to hold me to this album, and I don't know. I haven't found it. Maybe it'll come. Yeah, you know, maybe it'll maybe, come. Maybe uh, ways down the road you'll experience something uh, traumatic or inspiring. That'll make you realize, wow, the things that Jimmy talks about in Somewhere Over China are things that I now relate to. Watch, by the end of this podcast, when we're both in our 80s. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And we're talking about the 90s albums. We're talking about the 90s albums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to come back to this. This is going to be my favorite album. This is it. Watch. Watch it happen. It's going to happen. Hey, you know, Son of a Son of a Sailor was not one of my favorite songs when we started this. That's right. And now, and now it's it way is. up there. It's way up Along with God Don't Own a Car. Oh, uh, God Don't Own a Car. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's my theme. Oh, you guys... Okay, I think we did it. I think we did it. I think we did it. If you have any thoughts on this album, please let us know. You can find us on uh, Twitter. My Mm -hmm. name is Pat Tricky McD. (laughs) And I am at Ryan Middledorf. More simple, so go for him. Um, (laughs) You can find us on Facebook at the Parrothead Podcast. Yep. We're always eager to hear from you guys. you know, hey, and if you found this podcast and uh, you have some Parrothead friends who maybe don't know how to download iTunes. Teach them. Teach them. <laughs> download podcasts. It's not hard. It's easy. It's fun. There's a lot oh, of yeah. fun podcasts out there. Ton of stuff. Ton of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and thank you so much for sticking through this one with us. If you did. It, it still baffles me. That I'm going to have nightmares about this. You're, you're going to have nightmares I'm about I'm having this. such a hard time just holding on to this you know what i actually you just reminded me that i actually had a nightmare last night about a jimmy buffett related thing you're really yeah i was, was at it? i was at the ucb theater a comedy theater in los angeles yeah. that i do comedy at mm-hmm. and there was a jimmy buffett themed show that was about to happen okay and i didn't advertise for it correctly but i was running it <laughs> oh no and it was i look out in the audience and it is full of paired heads <laughs> and they all are so excited and there's two people there my friend oscar montoya and my friend jess seaclatt and they're like we're here and i was like i didn't invite you guys like, oh, we're here to help and like, thank god you're here get out there and fill time and then they walk out there and they come back and they go oh we can't start the show uh this theater is full of stray cats and i look oh i look and there's all these parrot heads playing with stray cats and some of them are getting scratched some of them are scared there's also a fog machine uh, and it's just kind of a disaster of an experience. <laughs> I can see that being your worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to host a Parrothead show, but stray cats are ruining it for me. I wonder what the metaphor of that is. It's around there somewhere. Maybe it's around there somewhere. <laughs> also, stick around for uh, Oscar Montoya's podcast coming up soon. No way. To the I What's Great podcast, podcast Network. Yeah, Oscar Montoya, uh, Claire Lonergan, and Rachel Chapman. Oh, fun. Inside the Disney Vault. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's going to be a fun show some, coming in uh, late May or early June. Some deep tracks. Deep tracks. That's great. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, great. Yeah, check it out. And check him out at my show, which apparently is covered in stray cats. <laughs> <laughs> The UCB theater, known yeah. for a wonderful comedy. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right, guys. Uh, oh. Until next time, I am Patrick McDonald. And I am Ryan Middledorf. Uh, guys, get on that slow boat to China and have a good week. Have a good week. <laughs> oh, yeah.
Network.